Hey there, welcome back to the Northwest Audio Podcast, Midweek Formation, where we give some supplemental content to take your formation beyond Sunday morning. My name is Nick, I'm the community pastor here at Northwest, and I'm here with our lead pastor, Luke, and our creative arts pastor, Maddie. Today we're kicking off a new topic discussing the heart behind the music for our church's upcoming album, Reacquainted. Can I be the first one to ask <laughs> Don't. Maddie whether or not she thought that was the most epic intro ever on a podcast? Yeah, what, what is one word you would describe? What, what's one word you would use to describe that intro? Does hype. It start, hype. Hype, okay. Hype. That's so basically That's epic. basically what epic means. No, that's it's basically not. epic. Okay, well, tell me, what's the difference between hype and epic? Hype is a sense of excitement. Epic is a sense of exciting drama hmm. so you think of like an epic movie right like but there's like this oh, dramatic yeah. okay action to it whereas hype's just it's like i'm here level. for a good time and that's okay. how i feel all right that i actually that was a great thank you you should have me on your podcast more often <laughs> well thankfully <laughs> you, exist, good of an answer. <laughs> you exist in a kingdom where you can be wrong and still be loved by god <laughs> so um how would you define epic like what what do you what do you think you're saying when you say epic? Probably like something dramatic is about to happen. Well, that's literally that's what, what I said. That's what I'm, I just and like I'm here for it. You know, it's like this makes like there's just like this energy in the room. Like if I were to like swap out a word for epic, I'd probably use hype. Yeah, I don't think they're the same. They're not the same. No, I'm gonna have to side with Maddie on this one. I'm gonna have to say <laughs> hype. Hype is very like surface level. Like oh, I'm all excited. You know, uh, epic. There's a deeper meaning behind. Epic, epic. has a little bit more oomph to it. Yeah, I don't think our audience cares. No, they're probably not. Uh, well, welcome everybody, and welcome Maddie, well, Maddie. to the podcast. Is this, this your is, first time ever? This is on her podcast? first time on the podcast. Well, we usually Dude. record podcasts on the day that she's at home with you. Yeah, and True. so she's never gotten. Life. Yeah, it just be like that. So, um, Maddie, also known as like the do you, does everyone in our church know that you two go together? Like, is oh, it just an assumption? Married. I don't, I, don't I think know. it's an assumption I've on my part. I've always assumed that people know that we're that married. people know that you two are a thing. Well, like a we're permanent more than thing. a thing. We're, we're married. Not, <laughs> like you, you guys say a are thing, like it a sounds like so middle school. Covenant like, thing. Yeah, sounds like middle, middle school. Permanent covenant thing, thing that forever. we are, which is married. And they have another little, little human of theirs, Judea, who's a sweetheart. Another little thing. And so thing. for those of you who did not know, Nick and Maddie go together. They're married peeps. True. Yeah, we're married. My I can't significant imagine other is not, not here. I don't think she would ever do a podcast with us. No, she should. You don't think so? <laughs> I mean, she might. I don't know. I'll but, ask her sometime. <laughs> yeah, maybe about like mental maybe, health or whatever. Maybe she'll say. Maybe she'll say yes. Okay, uh, let's just let's just go into some of the stuff today. Um, before we talk about the album um, and talk about music stuff, I did want to address. Um, last week, I had mentioned that we got a sermon question, but we didn't have time to address it because we were just talking about all the things we got a little carried away there. Um, so I, I do want to quickly address that. Um, it's kind of removed at this point. It was multiple weeks ago, but I still want to address it. Um, so this question says this submission and authority seem to be topics. The Bible hits upon again and again, parents to children, government to citizen, master to servant, the church uh, or Christ to the church. What do you think all these relationships teach us about God? Could you discuss how our right submission in these earthly relationships forms us? Um, that is, if you were wondering, that is a question based off of the, my sermon that I gave on, 
Oh, that was like three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. Um, if you go back on the podcast list, you can see an episode called Sunday Morning, Building a Culture of Submission. That's what you're looking for. That's what this question is based off of. So, Luke, do you want to provide just a quick little? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my biased, theologically trained brain would just offer the quick response of our submission to God is the most harmonious way we can be in relationship to God. And it is when we try to circumvent his authority by saying, no, I don't have to submit to you, Mm -hmm. that our lives get wildly out of control and we are self-destructive. And so him offering a way to relate to him, that is that we come under his authority and that we submit to him is actually the safest way to live. Yeah, It is the most beautiful way to live. It is the, it's the way that we can live that will actually bring us the most benefit in life. God is not looking to um, increase his um, notoriety among the angelic realm. He doesn't need to do that. He is completely confident and secure in himself. He doesn't have to have us submit to him so that he feels better about himself. There's zero evidence in the Bible for that. And so when we submit ourselves to God, um, and him asking us to submit to governmental authorities or child to parent or whatever like that, it's because the best way for a child to grow up in a safe environment, to grow up in a loving home, to be in a secure space, to be set up for success is to obey their mother and father, is to submit to their mother and father. And so this is designed into humanity. Um, and so when I think about submission and authority, I think about another measure of God's grace. It is a way of God communicating his deep, deep affection for us, his deep love for us. If I didn't care about my children, I would not discipline them. I would not ask them to obey me. I wouldn't care about their future, but I care so deeply about their future and I'd love them so much. I have a design in my family where they submit to daddy and mommy's authority. Yeah. And I would even say that along those lines, that's, that's what these relationships to authority have to teach us about God's authority, because it's like a parent says, you know, I use this example in the sermon, a parent says, don't touch the stove because they're trying to protect their kid. That should teach us that when God says, don't do this, he probably has a good reason for it. Mm -hmm. Like you said, God's not trying to expand his notoriety. God's not like, oh man, I just want people to see me as a good (laughs) God. Like I'm just really insecure about that. God is not insecure. God has no insecurities. Like he is doing everything that he does for you because he doesn't need to do anything for himself. He doesn't need anything else. Like he's good. He's, he's totally chilling up there. And so I think, um, our submission to those earthly relationships, um, will give us a, a different kind of perspective on how we submit to God. Um, because we're like, Oh, there's a reason for this submission. Um, now granted we, we get into other types of scenarios when you have parents that, are saying obey me and um it's not a good idea to obey them because because of um the fall because of situations in which you know it's we've talked about this in the the marriage uh podcast that we did um last year and I can link that in the show notes but um when you know it's easy to say wives submit to your husband when the husband is submitted to god yeah, mm-hmm. a, because a, there's because it's because there, there's, there's no pro- there's no problem made. there's no problem there's no problem with submission right. if everyone's doing the thing they're supposed to be doing right correct um and so I think there's a level of some people say well I have to obey my father and mother but my father and mother are terrible 
and they're going in this terrible direction. Well then, okay, well, if you're going to, you need to hold it up to God and say, okay, if it's like that value ordering thing that I talked about in that message, it's yes, obey your father and mother. But if it becomes between love your God, love God and love your neighbor and honoring your father and mother, unfortunately, love God, love your neighbor always takes the cake. And it's, I almost think that like the... I don't think that even that is the most common thing that gets in people's way. It is, what if the government or my parent asks me to do something that conflicts with the Bible? Yeah. Like there's a, there's a conflict. Yeah. In which and case, I, don't. <laughs> the Bible is full of stories that accommodates yeah. for, um, I will not adhere to this government. I will not adhere to this parent because they're abusing yeah. the power entrusted to them. And the Bible gives me the permission to, if I have to choose between you and God, I'm going to choose God every time, yeah. mm-hmm. even if it puts me in jail. Right. right. And so like just the Bible has stories full of that. And so I don't think that's what this question was even asking, no. but I think you hit it. I think like, what does this teach us about God? He loves yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah. Loves I just think you. it's important to note those things for the person that's listening and is like, oh, but I shouldn't listen to them when they tell me to do this. Well, I think it just gets sticky when we use these earthly relationships to inform us about who God is solely when we know that humans fall. We always miss the mark. Like we are constantly stepping away. And so when we use the actions of someone who has missed the mark to inform us about God's character rather than God's character informing us about what these relationships are supposed to look like, things get really sticky. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. God needs to be the standard. And then everything else is like, oh, is this what God is? Is this what God intended? Rather than letting those things define what God's authority is like. That's a, that's a good note. So yeah, I hope that answers the question to that person. Um, so let's talk about our stuff for today. Um, we're, we're doing an album. We, well, we did an album. Did we're doing, doing, did it's been recorded. I cannot overstate my excitement for this. <laughs> it's this been, album. it's been recorded. It's being worked on right now. For those of, uh, yeah. our listeners that like are just unaware yeah, or didn't come to the worship night. What, like give us the backstory, give our audience the backstory like what inspired the album and um, like, yeah. Like what's the story behind the album? Yeah. So actually I was thinking about this this morning before we came in and did this podcast. I was just reflecting on how a year ago, probably close to today, we did a worship night at our church. And um, this was, I believe the first worship night that we ever really did. Um, if we did it before I was on staff, I don't know, but this is the first worship night that I had ever been a part of that our church body ever did. And it was a experience where I just feel like the Holy spirit shifted the worship culture in our church body. hundred percent. We left that night and our church, they worshiped differently from that point on. They stepped into the presence of the Holy spirit differently from that point on. And so after that night, uh, just in reflection and in prayer, I just felt like the Lord was saying, you have, you have to capture this. You don't want to go through this moment and not be able to reflect on what has happened here. Yeah. And so um, just in 
prayer and talking with Nick and talking with some of the band, um, we just felt like we needed to write, you know, we are creative beings. God is a creative God. We, uh, are invited into creativity to express our gratitude and our praise and our questions and our hurts and our anxieties, but overwhelmingly our submission unto the Lord through song and through worship and through creative expression. And so that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, I even think through just as how good music is for the soul um, and how good songs are for the soul. I mean, God literally said to his people, like, look, look at the Psalms. Like it was literally like, hey, you people need songs to get you through life. You need you need songs about lament. You need songs about worship. You need songs about God's faithfulness um, to to keep you going, to remind you of of who He is and stuff. And so, I even viewed this with that whole idea of like capturing what God is doing. Of like, um, what's it called when you create like an Ebenezer, mm-hmm. and you would say like, this is God is God was faithful here. Mm-hmm. And every time someone looks at this, I want them to see that God was faithful yep. here. And so I think for us, this album is a forever. We can look back and say, God was faithful in that season. Yep. And I remember it and I can even see it and I can even listen to it. Yeah, Like I can hear the faithfulness of God in that room when I listen to the recording and I can listen to the voices singing out. And it even sometimes will make me emotional listening to it because yeah. I'm like, man, like, those are hearts that are surrendered to yeah. God in that moment. Yeah. And like, you can feel like some spiritual energy coming off of this um, experience. And it's just, I don't know. It's just a very beautiful thing to, that God has given us to experience his presence um, through music and through that kind of way. Overall for our listeners over the next five weeks, there are five songs on this album. Um, and over the next five weeks, we just wanted to share like a behind the song. Um, on, on each of these of just what the heart was behind it, because I think those are really important. I always, whenever I listen, whenever I read those about like just mainstream Christian music and I read like the heart behind the song, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like that makes the song so much more meaningful to me to like actually know where their heart was and know what was coming like into their mind and into their heart and into their soul, um, as they wrote it. So yeah, I just, I just thought it'd be cool for us to, to do that over the next couple of weeks as the album um, is dropped on November 12th. Yes. November 12th. You want to countdown. countdown. It'll be available to you on all streaming sites everywhere, wherever you listen to your music, it will be there on November 12th. And we haven't said the band name. So if you want to search for it, uh, our band name is called outpour. Yes. And, um, uh, the album title is called reacquainted and yeah. But if you search Reacquainted right now, you won't find it. You will not, not find it because it's not there yet. <laughs> but it there, will be. It'll be there November 12th. <laughs> What's the story behind the name? Which name? Outpour. So That's this actually w- an awesome story. <laughs> this is a really cool story. <laughs> yeah. So um, the story behind the name is that we were getting down to it and we didn't have one. And we couldn't think of and one. And we couldn't think of one. And Everything felt stupid and cheesy. Yeah, that, because that's we, well, very it's real. Also, because we were just trying to think of something, we're like, "Yeah, it's a cool name." We were, yeah, and, and honestly, there was a level of realizing that I had never really submitted it before the Lord in prayer, in a sense of like, "God, what are you doing here? Like, what what do you want to name this thing that you called us into?" It was more like a, "Hey, God, what's going to be cool?" And <laughs> <laughs> you know, cool it was name? really it was, honestly, it was super, super, superficial at the beginning, and. Um, just through conversation with Nick and then Luke, actually, you and I had a conversation about it. 
and we prayed and and it was this overwhelming sense of staying true to what we believe the Lord was inviting us into in the first place, which yeah. was capturing what the Holy Spirit was doing in our church community. And this word has been floating around our community for a few months mm. of outpour, that he will outpour his spirit on his people. And the idea of him doing that through music mm. just felt so intimately unique and so powerful. And um, I called Nick. So we left talking about that. I was like, maybe it's outpour. I don't know. I called Nick and I was, I told him about our conversation and he was like, Hey, I was thinking, what if we called the name outpour? And I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> well, it, was, it was literally nuts. I was I was driving to a conference, um, and I'm on the road. It's a road trip. I'm driving like seven eight hours, and I'm literally in the car listening to a podcast because I'm bored. Um, and she calls me and she's like, "Hey, so I was just talking to Luke about the name, and like he was he was saying that we should try to just capture like what like you know what are what are we trying to see God do? Like what are we wanting to see God yeah. do? And what are we um and and so I was thinking, I just wanted to know what you thought. Like she said that first. She said, I want to know what you think. And I was like, honestly, we want to see an outpouring. <laughs> and I was like, well, and good. She, goes, she goes, good, because that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> like, no way. It was, it was Proof just, of it, concept yes. that the spirit speaks through consensus, not coercion. <laughs> yeah, so. It was just so cool that it was like this, um, just born out of this desire to see God pour his spirit out on yeah. our people. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And what um, I will say is that they're going into this project a year ago. We definitely walked into it with this mindset of, yes, God, we want to see you pour your spirit on your people. And we thought it was going to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And just to look back on this year for not only myself, not only our church body, but anybody that came in contact with this project, it was seeing God's faithfulness and his provision and his outpouring of his spirit mm. intentionally yeah. through each person that had it come in contact with this project and, and wow. with our church body. And so it's just been so cool just to watch it all come together and go, okay, God, like you re you're really doing it. You're really wow. doing what you said you were going to do. Like, <laughs> Doesn't that just showcase God's mercy? Absolutely. That he, he is so generous to give us what we need before yes. he gives us what we want. Like there's only a few places in the scriptures where he just like deliberately gives somebody what they want, almost to teach them a lesson. Yes. But he, he, he gives us what we need. Yes. And I agree with you. As we look back on this year, just thinking about all the ways God has poured out his spirit, maybe not in the ways that we envisioned, but in the ways that we needed him yes. to. Yeah. Yes. And um, so, okay, let me, let me ask this before you guys get into the songs, like for, for someone who like, I played guitar, like I played drums, but I wouldn't even describe myself as like a musician, right? Like how, for, for the majority of us in this church, what does the songwriting process even look like? Like pretend like most of us are entirely ignorant to the process that someone would undergo to write a song. Can you abbreviate that process <laughs> yeah. and make it simple for us simpletons well, that don't understand? I will say it's different for everybody. It's so different for everyone. you should know that the second that, you know, obviously a podcast, you can't see us, but the second Luke asked that question, me and Nick both have this huge smile on our face. We're like, <laughs> I want to answer this question. I want to answer no, this seriously, question. Seriously, like I'm dying to know because like not being a songwriter, I'm like, I don't know how people write songs. Yeah. Like, how do people write songs? No. So, I, can, so can I just, I want to share a little bit. Um, I've been a songwriter my whole life. Um, I actually went 
to school thinking that this is what I was going to do for a living. And Nick can attend. We met in college. <laughs> we wrote a lot of bad music in college. Most of my music was probably some of the worst music oh my that had word. ever existed on planet Earth. And never does should, it exist somewhere? Never uh, should see the light in of day. my heart, and you will never hear it. <laughs> it will never it see will the never light of day. See, no, and you no, know, no, most no. of it was about like boyfriends, and you know. Yeah, <laughs> did you no, write but, any songs about Nick? No, 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 no. no. Uh, actually, I did, and I think it was probably the worst one. Ooh, what you did? Nick, yeah, do you I'm not sorry, remember? Man. You sent it back. I I sent it to you one time, and you were like, uh. What an indictment. I, I don't remember that at all. It's probably usually um, to get it out of No, memory. we wrote a lot of worship music in, yeah, that in college, mm-hmm. um, but it was just all super really surface bad. level, you know, Christianese cliches. It was just like basically exactly just, what you'd expect from a 19 year old that's like, <laughs> I'm going to be a worship songwriter. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, like, to be really honest, I would argue that I didn't know the Lord intimately enough at that point in my life to wow. actually write anything about him because yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Yes, and I, would, so, I would second that. Yeah. And so it to, to be honest, I actually jumped into this project knowing that this was something that I always felt led to do. But because I knew that my songs were always really bad. We were very <laughs> like, insecure like about really it. Bad. I was incredibly insecure about this. We were like, this like, is not going to go well. I was like, this isn't going to, like, I, I have to be 100% reliant on the Holy Spirit mm. if I, if this is going to happen. Because mm. in order for these songs to be written, it will not come from me because I have proven that I write terrible <laughs> songs. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit writes great songs. Dude. You know? Go. And so yeah. I would say... So the first song that we wrote was Rend My Heart, um, which we are not talking on this podcast. We'll talk about it on another one, right? Yeah. Um, We're going in order of the album, so I don't know. I don't remember which. That would be next week. Okay. So next but, week we'll talk about Rend My Heart. But that was the first song, and, I, and I'll share more about the backstory of that song. But Rend My Heart was written 100% out of the spirit. And so this is a terrible answer to your question. And the reason is, is because I can't say that I sit down and I have all these thoughts and I want to write and I go through back and forth between what sounds good or it's not a very intellectual process, at least not for me. It 100% is I'm doing my dishes. I'm, I'm loading the dishwasher and the Lord gives me a melody. He Mm. gives me words and I go and write it. You just run. We wrote Run My Heart, and I'll share more about this, but we wrote this that song in one night. Yeah. Wow. Run My Heart just like happened it to happened us. It happened to us. That wow. was a weird, that was a weird and so, night. And I would argue that every song that we wrote happened to us. Yeah. I did not write these songs. Like, I did not. Yeah. The, mm. It was the Holy Spirit speaking through me. And yes, there were moments of banter back and forth of like, oh, this sounds good. Oh, you know what? I actually think that this would be a better lyric here. And we actually did that a lot in Praise to the One because we were trying to articulate a very um, specific, specific theme. theme. And so there's a lot of like, okay, this doesn't feel very congruent. And sometimes we will be in a process of writing where a a bridge or a chorus will come to us and we'll be like, this is so good, but this is not the same song. So like, there's a lot of discernment involved. Here's what I'm hearing y'all describe. I'm hearing you say the spirit moves, Mm -hmm. your heart and your soul and your body and your mind are postured enough in a way to be sensitive to that movement. And you're trying to capture in song how you're experiencing the spirit move. Yes. Yes. So it is, it is a very spiritual process. It is. Yes. It 100%. Is. And, and I, it's, it feels very sacred too. And yeah, in the sense of yeah, like, wow. when I mean the spirit literally gives me words, I, I mean that, like, I'm not saying it's this, ex, this conceptual experience of like, and then we try to like, articulate Oh, the spirit it. is moving in my heart and I'm going to try to articulate like? it. No, 
the, the spirit gave me the words, you found me hanging on that cross. He mm. gave me those words on in, in those melodies. Like it's a very intimate and um, personal experience. It almost sounds like the intimacy and the personal experience are somehow blended with the timeless poetry of God's word. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's like a, there's like a poetic like cadence to it. You said you found me hanging on that cross. Like even just like that um, l- phrase, that line yeah. of lyrics is like the amount of theological yeah. horsepower yes. that exists in just <laughs> yes. that line. Yes. And how, but yet at the same time, how like artfully poetic that is. Yes. Yeah. And I, so I resonate with you entirely in terms of being inspired by the Holy Spirit as a communicator, as a preacher, yeah. I'll often get revelation while I'm sleeping. I'll wake up at, like at 3 a.m. and yes. like, where did that thought come from? Yeah. So I'll quit had to grab my notes app, write down whatever that thought or idea 100%. was, and then it's just exactly go back the same. to bed. This is the same. So you're describing a process that, because uh, I'm, I'm hoping that you guys will also inspire more creatives in our church, which yeah, is like, yeah. it sounds like the creative process for writing songs, especially if they are worship songs. They are intended for our congregation to sing along with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is way more of a spiritual process than it is a, I have all this skill and knowledge that I've picked up along the way. Or do you still blend that skill and knowledge? It's, with it's definitely blended. There, I mean, it, there are, Tell me about that. How, how there do are, you... Yeah, there are other moments when you're like, you have a whole thing, but you're missing a word. Mm-hmm. And so we'll literally just sit there and like, some of, to find that, that doesn't feel so spiritual when you're just trying to like, you're like, is it this? Is this? Is it? You know, yeah. like that, that feels a little bit more like, you know, mechanical. I see. Um, but I think the spirit still moves in that just Absolutely. as much because gotcha. then you see how like those lyrics still move people. Like the spirit yes. is still working in that. But yeah, that's, there's a level of mechanical meets, you know, spiritual revelation of yeah. just, oh my goodness, that just came to me. What I'm hearing you guys say is that like, the the material that is used for songwriting in terms of lyrics, I mean, um, is both Holy Spirit given. It's inspired by the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit literally just like downloads it onto your soul and onto your heart. Yeah. But I also know that the Holy Spirit does not do that unless it resonates with the person receiving it. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's 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 something to like the reality is that many of the stories I use as a preacher are coming out of my own life. Yeah. So how do you, how do you as a songwriter capture what you want the Holy Spirit to do, what the Holy Spirit has intimately done for you and with you and to you and still blend like a creative juice in there as well. I like can't to me, it just it. sounds like this crazy, like complicated, complex thing, but this is just coming from a non songwriter, but Clearly, it's not as complicated as I'm thinking it is. It's supernatural. It's super... In my mind. Supernatural and supernatural. (laughs) Both. (laughs) Super space natural. (laughs) But it... it, But but you're saying it's also supernatural. No, yeah, it is. It comes naturally, but it's also the supernatural process. It just happens. It just happens. Well, I don't even know how to describe it. What I would say, though, too, is I've been reflecting on these songs. And yes, I do believe that they were 100% Holy Spirit breathed. But also, I don't think I would have ever been able to write the songs that we wrote without the suffering that we had experienced in this year. And if I think back to all the other songs that I wrote, the reason they were surface level is because I had never known how to express any of the pain that I've ever experienced. And so this has been me 
and a, a process of me being willing to be vulnerable because suffering is universal. Everybody has suffered or is suffering or is going to suffer. Like that is just life. And so there's this level of writing in a way that is universal to the pain that we all experience and also universal to knowing God's word and the fact that he is faithful and uh, prevails through all of that. And so, I don't know. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah. you're basically saying like some of the most meaningful songs or lyrics that have come out have been because they came from like a really deep well. Yeah. Like a deep part of your human experience. Well, it sounds like a beautiful process is what I'm hearing you you both say. So give us the story behind more of you and praise to the one. Yeah. So those, those are the first two songs of the album, but I kind of think of them as one. Um, so these ones, each song in the album has some like main contributors um, of like who, who kind of led the charge on the song um, for this one. This was the one song that I kind of led charge on. Um, and it was kind of interesting what it was born out of. Um, it was born out of last Good Friday. Um, I was faced with this thought. I, I preached on Good Friday last year. And as I'm sitting before the cross, weeping after, like during worship, um, I was faced with this idea of I would do it again. Like I could just hear God saying, like as I'm as I'm weeping before the cross, saying, "Oh my gosh, what it like you have done all of these things for me," and I'm hearing Him saying, "I'd do it again." Wow! I wouldn't even blink. Wow! If I was asked to do it again, um, you know, and it's just, man, that idea of just God will just keep doing. He would go through all of the suffering, over and over and over again, if that's what it took because he just loves you that much. And so like, praise be to God for that. Um, and so that's what that song was born out of. It was born out of that heart positioning. And, um, what's funny is that, like I said, that first thought, that first idea started last April, Good Friday. Um, we didn't actually finish that song until like two weeks before the worship. Night. <laughs> it was the last song to come together. It was the last song to come together. Wow. So because funny. it just took that long for, for me to articulate thoughts. It took that long for, um, different things to come to my mind from the spirit. Like um, during the 24 seven prayer week in here, I I prayed for an hour and then I went over to the stage and just kind of like was messing around with the guitar. And um, the first verse came out of just like, behold the man um, upon the cross covered in blood that he freely poured. Um, and that kind of like made some of the trajectory for that song. Um, and so that for me, um, was kind of the echo throughout this whole song was let's hone in on the suffering of Jesus. What did he experience? Um, things that, you know, are difficult to resonate with, like, you know, hanging on a cross, like that's not so easy for us, but things like betrayal, like, um, do you have the lyrics pulled up? Yeah, that's, that's what I was doing. Yeah, Read, so, read, read the, the first two and verse three. Yes. So, so Gwen Morrison, who's one of our other, um, she's, she's also in the band. She wrote, one of the verses in the song. And actually I would say before I went, um, before I read these, this song was probably the most, um, intellectual work. I feel like we did, um, in the sense of trying, it required a lot of thought. It did. And honestly, it required us to, um, read through the crucifixion story and like really 
try to capture what happened. Yeah, we were rehearsing it, trying to figure out like, man, this needs another verse. And Gwen literally got out a Bible and, and just, just wrote poof, yes. verse two. Verse two. It was came crazy. It was crazy. And so, so the wow. first verse of the song is, "Behold the man upon the cross, covered in blood, he freely poured, crucified, hung to die, a crown of splendor." turned to thorns king of glory gave up heaven for a cross a love so perfect i don't deserve it laid his life down for the lost and so then we sing this chorus that is praise the one who would who would do that again and again and so verse two and verse three which were actually i feel like the hardest to write because we yeah. were trying to just capture this imagery of what happened on that day much more personal it is and so uh it's behold the man among two thieves insults and mocking he forgave Taunting shouts, casting doubts, darkness came over like a wave. Behold the man all alone, breathing his last, he said it's done. His mother weeps, his friends retreat, thinking that death had overcome. But in the throne room, all of heaven gave a shout, life before us, grave behind us, who could stand against us now? Yeah, the, the idea of Mary weeping and his friends leaving was, for me, a very... Like, whew, it just kind of hit for me. Um, sometimes, sometimes those things hit more than the crucifixion because we've been so numbed hearing the crucifixion story over and over and over and over again. But then when you're reminded, hey, he had to sit there and watch his mom cry as he died. Yeah. He had, he had to, to sit there and his watch friends. his friends dip out yeah. that he's been hanging out with. Like, he's been living with these guys for three years and then he's hanging up on a cross, dying, suffering, and they all left. Like, imagine that feeling. And it's like, that just is such a heavy burden for us because we can feel that. We, we yeah. know what betrayal feels like. Yeah. We know what, we know yeah. what abandonment we feels like. We know what those things feel yeah. like. Yeah. And so we're like, oh my gosh, Jesus felt that. And so then, then, then we get thrown into this chorus of praise be to God who would endure that again and again and again. Yeah, Man, that's so cool. Um, and so for more of you, funnily enough, um, more of you was actually written as a bridge <laughs> Two praise to the one. That was the first bridge that I that I'd written for this song, um, and then I was one, like one out of three. One out of three bridges <laughs> that I wrote for this song, and the first one I was like, eh, this isn't for this song, and so we put it in the in the you know stash of bridges that didn't work. Um, and then the next bridge, we were like, oh, this also doesn't work, and then we came up with the last one, which actually was perfect, perfect and for this, one hundred percent needed. But, um, but yeah, more of you was just this kind of standalone thing that we were like, I just would love to do that one day. Of it would be a cool thing to just I could I was even imagining it, um, like I could I could envision our people in our space, hands lifted high, singing out that song, mm. "Come Overflow." We're asking for more, more of you, and I just didn't know what mm. that was going to look like. And um, we were rehearsing um, just before the worship night. Actually, it was like a week before, and. Um, we had mentioned that there was a bridge that we weren't using and Spencer was like, Oh, let's hear it. And so we, we played it and Spencer was like, dude, we should open with that. And I was like, that's a great idea. Like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> what the heck? Like, that'd be so cool. And so we did it and it yeah. was, it was so a, beautiful yeah. how that ended up happening. Um, and how us as a team were like, yes, that's, that's the way God wants to move in this kind of moment. Um, and it was a, it was a perfect way to kick off the night. And to kind of set up, like set our hearts um, in a posture of, Lord, we just want more of you. Like, like yeah. we just want to like, we pour your spirit out. You know, and like we come overflow this place, like pour so much that we can't even hold all of it. And so 
that idea was just kind of, I wanted, we all as a team wanted that to be where we were coming from for the whole night. Yeah. Come overflow, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. Um, so yeah, those were, at least for me, the heart behind those, those two songs was, um, <laughs> praise be to a God that would just endure everything mm-hmm. again. Um, it's so cool to hear the behind the scenes, the process, the inspiration. Many of us are just like, ignorance is bliss. We don't know the hard work everyone puts into songwriting. We just know that the song exists. And we're like, that's an awesome song, but we don't yeah. understand the sacrifices that were made and the time that was put in and the prayers that were prayed. The yeah. bridges, the bridges thrown away. The bridge, the, the bridge has gone away. to the graveyard. The, the, vo- the voice memos. Oh man! Yeah, you so should many see my voice phone. memos. <laughs> possible, possible blank. You yeah, know, of possible this. chorus. And, just, and and it'll even be like, you know, like we said, you'll even when you're doing dishes, you'll just like, oh shoot! And so you'll take your phone out and you'll just go. So like, okay, pause. And then like, you know, oh, two weeks later, you'll be like, hmm, there was something that I thought of, and you'll play it, and you're like, oh, that's amazing, you know, because it's just funny how the spirit does that. Yeah, All right, that so was cool in the moment, but not cool anymore. Last last question here, and then we got to wrap it up, right? What do you each, I want you both to answer this question. What do you each want these songs to do for our people? Mm. What do you hope God will do with this song for our people? This song or these songs? As in total, five? Um, the whole, the well, we've talked about two songs, so let's just hit one at a time. What do you hope each one of these songs okay. will do for our people? I would say for um, more of you, it was, yes, written as a bridge, but it kind of turned into this anthem mm-hmm. that um, was just a declaration of where we want our hearts to be, which is, Lord, we just want more of you. It's just like this cry of desperation. Yeah, and let that so, be a prayer. Yeah, I honestly like that. Is, that is a prayer. It 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 is. I don't, and I don't even know if that will turn into anything more than it was. You know, I don't know if that'll actually turn into a whole song or if it'll just be what no, it was, I which was an anthem. an anthem and a cry out to the Lord of God, just overflow, like pour out your spirit. We're asking for more of your presence. Um, you know what's cool, Maddie, is a lot of the vintage hymns started as prayers but became songs. What you're saying is this song, your hope is that it will become a prayer. Yeah. yeah. That's yes. kind of neat. Yeah. 100%. Well, yeah, 100%. That so. this would flow into something that you would wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I want more of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, as far as, as, as for praise to the one, um, my hope is that it would honestly, it would be a reminder. That it would be a reminder of what Christ endured. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a reminder that he would do it again, and then a reminder to praise him for it. Um, again, the same with more of you, I imagined, you know, us singing out that anthem. I also imagined that same thing with praise to the one of like the chorus. I imagine just with both hands, like almost to a shout praise to the one like I, I'm even imagining in the throne room before God as everyone's saying holy 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 is the Lord God almighty that we would be standing here and saying praise to the one who suffered for me 
like praise to the one who would do all these things again and again, praise be to God. Um, and that, that would just kind of, would almost become so large of a feeling and large of a, of a joy that it would overtake everything else in your spirit. That like, I'm just so overcome with, with joy and with, with praise that the other things now seem small by comparison um, because of the love and the gratitude that I feel for my father in heaven. Um, and so I think that's what I would hope that the song would be, um, that it would just be a reminder of those things and that it would be, it would provide an opportunity for, for you as a listener to, to be taken back to that moment mm. um, and praise God for it. Like I just, I just hope that this song is used to bring glory, glory, glory and honor to God. Thank you for all of the hard work y'all put into those songs. I believe our church is going to be so encouraged and so fulfilled and so edified and drawn closer to the face of Christ because of these songs. And I cannot wait for that album to drop. And uh, it's going to be good. Yeah. Very excited. Two two weeks and counting, right? 13 days? Yeah. 13 days away. By the time people hear this podcast, it'll be 12 days away. Yeah. 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 It's pretty exciting stuff. Wow. Well, more on this all next week. We'll talk about the next song. Uh, Run My Heart is the next one. Yep. So good stuff. Uh, If you have any questions or things you want us to talk about on the podcast, please let us know. You can do that by going to the media tab on our website at mercyroadnw.com. On our website, you'll also be able to find more details and information about our community, and you can get a hold of me or Luke or Maddie directly as well. If you go to the staff page, you can send us an email. So thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again soon. Soon.